I'm curious what everyone's favorite daytime soap opera is. Maybe you're a big <laughs> fan of Days of Our Lives. I know some of you out there love General Hospital. And even a certain section of you, big time All My Children fans. Me, however, my favorite daytime soap opera is right here from 2 to 3 every single day, locked in, talking about Peyton Bowen. Oh, it is my favorite soap opera of all time. And yesterday, OU fans were doing victory laps on social media. Well, the tone has seemingly changed a little bit today. And of course it did. It wasn't going to end any other way. (sighs) Oh, boy. The Peyton Bowen saga is ongoing. I might just swear off covering the recruitments of five-star prospects from now on. <laughs> right, yeah. Because Life somehow, was so much easier. Somehow the Sooners got the two easiest in Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabare, and they also ended up with two of the most obnoxious, dramatic recruitments of this entire cycle in D.J. Hicks and Peyton Bowen. He's still committed to Notre Dame, at least in the eyes of the public. He's still committed to Notre Dame. No one thinks he's going to go there. No, he's not going to go there. But, like, we're still here. We're still here. Barely. Barely hanging on at this point. I guess the uh, the latest development from the Peyton Bowen saga, the Peyton Bowen soap opera, whatever you want to call it, is he going to take a visit to Oregon this weekend or not? <laughs> this is kind of the, this is the next, this is the new thing, it's the next thing, it's the big thing, all right. I guess there's rumors of an Oregon visit. Is he going to go to Eugene or not? And if he goes to Eugene, um, it'll signal a very um, monumental turn in this recruitment. Why is the Texas board taking shots at me? Ooh, I don't know. Somebody Let said us know. that on the text line. Why? Let us know. I didn't know I had beef with Texas fans. Uh, we always Apparently got beef I do. with Texas fans. Uh, 49 nothing. That's all they say these days, which I guess if you can say it, do it. Uh. Somebody says, "What's a Peyton Bowen?" <laughs> I, gosh, that's a loaded question. I, I might, I might need a lobotomy when this is all said and done to forget all of this. Shark, um, the soap opera name that you're mentioning there. I don't know what website that you're, uh, you know, looking up there, or the, the what website that you're uh, watching things on. But um, you know, I, I don't think that that one's co- going over cable television. Man, but this um, this Peyton Bowen thing is one for the books, man. I'm guessing this is one of those recruitments that we're going to be talking about for quite some time. And hey, I don't want to sound defeated here or make you believe that all of a sudden it was a 90% chance and now it's a 10% chance that Peyton Bowen eventually picks OU. We're not talking about that drastic of a flip. We're just talking about Oregon you know, really making a serious push late. They're trying to get him on campus to Eugene this weekend. And if they're able to do that, then, yeah, it, it changes things for sure. It changes things. <sighs> I'm so tired, Tyler. I think everyone I'm is. I'm so tired. I can't wait for Wednesday to get here. This kid better I, turn out to be a great player, by the way. Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to go through all of this, this whole ordeal, only for Peyton Bowen to turn out to be the next Bray Walker. <laughs> or just be. No, that's, that's, nobody take that seriously. Peyton Bowen's going to be one hell of a football or player. Or just be here one play. year and transfer at the end of the year. He better be worth it, man. Uh, because, man, it's it's been one ride throughout this recruitment. So, so okay, so how about this? Because there was a feeling yesterday on the show of a lot of confidence. Like, has your confidence changed at all from yesterday to today? after what's happened and what hasn't happened in the past 24 hours? 
I don't know if I feel any differently than I did yesterday when we came on the air. I still think there's a 90% chance he ends up at Oklahoma, and there's a 10% chance that the bag wins out and Peyton Bowen is a duck in the end. Um, there's been all kinds of buzz today about Tessilia Kana in Texas. Really? Which I don't know why. I don't know where that's coming from. I'm not, I'm not going to take that one too seriously here down the street. I, I feel like he's pretty locked in OU. Anything could happen. I understand at the 11th hour, and we this is the 11th hour with this recruiting class, but I don't know. I feel good about Akana. I feel really good about Akana. Three days ago when all the crystal balls started dropping, Texas fans were trying to rationalize or they were trying to explain it away on their message boards by saying, well, Texas isn't really interested in Tessilia Akana. They haven't been really pushing that hard. They got better guys. We got better guys. We got Colton Vosick. We don't need Tessilia Akana. Not a priority. Not a take. How the turntables. If Bowen goes to Oregon, he's on quack, says someone in the 918. Nice. nice. Uh, I honestly just started following recruiting this past year. Is it always like this? Um, uh, well, to a certain extent, if, yes. If you're going to recruit at this high of level, and you're going to recruit these types of athletes in the NIL era... I would say, yeah, get used to this sort of drama. There are days. There are days I wish I covered Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas because State. I mean, they had to go through Dylan Edwards. I mean, they they did have to go through that one. But other than that one, you know, when you're recruiting three stars on the reg, you don't go through this as much as high four stars, five stars. There's I mean. a lot less drama involved. But when you're recruiting the best of the best. Going up against schools that are the best of the best and the richest of the richest, then that's where things get very, very hairy. And they have in this recruitment down the stretch. And we've seen this play out, but we've seen similar things play out in years past with other five-star prospects that the Sooners have either been in on or at least actively tried to recruit. Everybody remembers the Kamar Wheaton saga uh, Peyton Bowen, it, it, this feels a somewhat, it feels somewhat similar to Kamar Wheaton in that it just keeps dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. And I, I think the semantics of the situation don't necessarily have a ton of parallels, but the fact that I feel, what was it, December 23rd where Kamar Wheaton finally committed to Alabama over Oklahoma and everybody was just like, finally, this thing's over. That's how it feels this year on December 16th as we get closer and closer to what we would imagine is going to be a final decision from Peyton Bowen within five days. Yeah. Recruiting sucks. End of story, says the 405. Yeah, most days I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Steve in Broken Arrow says, doesn't OU have an in-home with Peyton Bowen tonight? Uh, Not tonight, but tomorrow. Yes. They are getting the last in-home. OU will have the chance to make the final impression. Uh, 832 area code. I'm so beyond frustrated with all this BS. Amen, by the way. We've seen the bag went out before. Also, Akana will end up at Texas because, like, every big recruit we've needed slash wanted so far will just let them get paid more everywhere else. So it looks like we'll become three-star you since we can't close. All right, got it. We don't have to, we don't have to go over the deep end here. All, just stay calm. Everyone stay calm. I know everyone's freaked out right now, but this does not have to mean that OU is going to be three-star U. Again, I I would say that the betting the betting favorite is OU still the betting favorite for both Akana and Bowen at this point. Agreed. And 
Doesn't look like Micah Tease is going to end up in this class. How quickly and how drastically that all turned. Uh, don't really like how OU played their hand there. But I would say right now, uh, at this point, what you hope to add down the stretch in this class is you hope to get to Celia Kana, you hope to get Peyton Bowen, and you'd hope that you can tack on Marcus Strong as well. Um, if you can get those three prior to Wednesday – Maybe, I mean, maybe things heat back up with Jordan Allen or Quincy Rhodes. I wouldn't count on it. But you close with those three before early signing day. You have a class of 26. Get 26 guys that all sign in the early signing period. And then you know what? If you feel like you still have a couple holes to fill, you can try and push for a couple guys that are still on the market leading into February. The Sooners did that last year with – uh, guys like R. Mason Thomas and Grayson Halton, for instance. Um, so it's not the end. It is not the end of it all on December 21st when these guys put pen to paper. We'll have a pretty good idea of where these recruiting classes across the country are going to stack up with one another come the 21st. But there will still be a guy here, a guy there that is unsigned prior to February 1st, National Signing Day, that oh, you may – end up making a run. If Bowen goes to Oregon, is it safe to say it's 100% about the money? Uh, I mean, it'll be a lot about the money, and that's the thing with Oregon, man, is they're just able to come in late and just offer a ridiculous amount of money to some of these kids. Like, OU has a great recruiting pitch to Peyton Bowen. Peyton Bowen will have NIL opportunities with OU. Like, both of those things are true. But Oregon just throws out, or it's what we talked about yesterday, man. Oregon is similar to Miami, similar to Tennessee, similar to Texas A&M, and I can't remember if we listed any others, is you may have a very good deal on the table, but they can just offer just a ridiculous amount of money that's just, you know, they can offer an amount that most people can't. Kendall's upset and has been all day because Braylon Presley committed to Tulsa. Kendall says, Oklahoma is don't recruit the 918U. Everyone's upset today. Yeah, and look, I, I'm with you, Kendall. I think Oklahoma should have pursued Braylon Presley, and they should have pursued Micah Tease. That may have some ramifications in the 918. I'm not going to rule that out. But, and, and some people are going to hate to hear this, but at the end of the day, you just got to trust this st- staff to a certain extent and the plans that they have laid out. Um, he, he's going to be their dude on offense here moving forward, man. Kevin Wilson, who's had a ton of success on the offensive side of the ball, I'm sure Parker that they told him, "Hey, you want to play running back? That's good here. You can play. You can play running back at Tulsa. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. At you Tulsa. can play wide receiver at Tulsa. Um, we're going to get you the ball in as many creative ways as possible. You can be the offensive coordinator at Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, the player that Braylon Presley wants to be at this level, he's going to be exactly that, and then some at TU in terms of how much they want to get him the football. Oh yeah, they'll they'll make the most out of that one." I, I, I have no doubt about that. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, wow, we got a lot already on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll get to that. There's a lot of national recruiting news. DJ Hicks is on the move this weekend. Where's he going to be? We'll tell you that and more coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.
Locked in with McComas and Thune, right here on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, inside the Brown O'Haver Studios and the Ref Army, tuned in on this Friday. Columbia, Missouri's listening in, which I don't like that. What's Columbia, Missouri? What are they up to? What are they oh, doing today? Here we go. The latest iteration of the Tyler McComas versus Missouri Tigers rivalry. Columbia. You already got one OU transfer. Are you trying to get more? What's, what's, what's going on there? I don't like that. Niceville, Florida. What's up, Roy Finch? Hey. Negley, Ohio. Northridge, California. Orem, Utah. And our small town of the day, way up in the panhandle. Guyman, Oklahoma is uh, Is Guyman a small town? I think it's under the 10,000 threshold. Okay, I feel I'm, like I'm going to fact check you on this. Orem, Utah. Maybe that's Cecilia Kana. Maybe he's maybe. listening. Maybe he wants to know. Uh, maybe he wants to know what the Texas buzz is surrounding <laughs> yeah. his recruitment. Yeah, he's as like, well. "What's going on here?" He's like, hold I, up. I, I, I visited Texas earlier this year for an 11 a.m. kick, like all of my other visits. But yeah, I, I thought I was all OU too. Thirteen thousand. Got to find a new one. No. Okay. Uh, I saw that Noble was checked in. How about that? Okay. Well, we've done Noble before, but we I'll, need a, I'll accept We the... need a permanent small town on standby every <laughs> single day, and that town is probably going to be Noble. Uh, text line, OU seems like the middle ground between Notre Dame and Oregon. Have more NIL than Notre Dame, but not Oregon. Has a great staff relationship better than Oregon, but equal to Notre Dame. Um, I, I mean, I, I agree on the NIL front, but I don't think that any of that has to mean that Peyton Bowen's not going to pick OU. I just, like, here's the thing. I'll be shocked if Peyton Bowen isn't a Sooner just because it's so blatantly obvious to anybody that even follows recruiting on a surface level that that's where the kid wants to be. It's the school that he's taken over a dozen unofficial visits to. It's the school that's two hours away from home. It's the school his younger brother wants to commit to. It's the school where his best friend is committed as the Sooners quarterback of the future. It's the school where his girlfriend is signed to play soccer. You just say it makes, it just makes, makes too sense. much sense. It makes too much sense. And Oregon doesn't really make any sense like whatsoever other than the NIL. Legitimately, that's one of the biggest upsets in recent history in the world of recruiting if anybody but Oklahoma gets Peyton Bowen. And again... I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that the bag doesn't win in the end and he goes up to Oregon. I think you've got to be at least somewhat apprehensive, if not concerned, just the teeniest bit apprehensive about that whole angle as we sit here five days from signing day. But if Peyton Bowen doesn't end up a Sooner, man, I will be stunned. All of that is nice, but the bag could still win out over all of it, says the text line. It's going to be have yeah. to be one heck of a bag, though, to win out over all of that. Um, did you guys see what Jacob Snyder said about his commit, uh, commit to OU, preferred walk-on? Dream come true, his dream school. This kid could be Freeman 2.0. That's from 918Rod. Whoa. I mean, look. It's nice to have the 918 represented. It's nice to have a Bixby Spartan on the roster, but let's not start throwing out Gavin Freeman comparisons. By the way, Kendall said Kendall yeah. said earlier that Braylon Presley is going to be Tulsa's Reggie Bush. <laughs> Are we serious here, Kendall? Anybody who's uh, watched a Reggie Bush highlight reel, and this is no knock on Braylon Presley whatsoever because I think the world of the kid – he is not Reggie Bush. No. No one is Reggie Bush. No. The only person that's Reggie Bush, and he was Reggie Bush before Reggie Bush was Reggie Bush, is Joe Washington. Joe Washington, go watch some of those highlights. 
and and tell me if that's not that didn't look like Reggie. Actually, I think Joe Washington had some more impressive plays than Reggie Bush with some of those putt returns. I mean, Joe Washington, that's a dude. Uh, is Tulsa going to keep? Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be Tulsa; it would be the NCAA. But hopefully, uh, Braylon Presley, the NCAA doesn't take away his Heisman like they did with Reggie Bush. Which is still crap, by the way. Yes, it is. But uh, yes, uh, OU did get a commit today from Jacob Snyder. Uh, preferred walk on at a Bixby. So there's that. Uh, Parker, gun to your head. Does Bowen visit Oregon? No. If you put a gun to my head, then I if say he doesn't visit Oregon, then I think that that it's OU. If he does visit Oregon, I think at that point, Brent Venables and the OU staff just say, "Screw it, we're yep. done with this." Yeah, maybe like, so. Go, go to Oregon. Uh, your daily David Hicks for today. A and M's got a big recruiting weekend, and David Hicks is going to be there. Is what it sounds like. So. Yeah. Um, feels like DJ Hicks is going to stick it out with Texas A. Yeah, yeah, it does. And best of luck to him. That has a lot to do with financial reasons. For those asking, we've had this texter ask this same question for a couple days here, and we haven't gotten around to it. This comes from Sam and Edmund Parker. Legit question with the max with the mass exodus at Texas A and M. Which, by the way, the most recent transfer portal entrant is former top 100 cornerback Marquise Groves Killebrew, also a member of that 2022 recruiting class that is the highest rated in modern history. Uh, but with the mass exodus at Texas A&M, what is keeping Hicks there? Is it truly just his best friend and money? Seems crazy that someone with his ability and skill is sticking with a program that is clearly in trouble and their coach would be fired if not for the dumbest contract in sports. How can you legitimately look at that program and say, yep, that's the place to develop me and get me to this league? money talks man that's what it boils down to and i look i don't know what the exact number is i know the neighborhood based on the sum of the conversations that i have had surrounding what texas a&m has on the table for dj hicks i don't know that any one player is worth that much money sure but and here's it actually worked out really well for David Hicks in this recruitment because what? Well, Anthony Hill decommitted. Well, I throw in first that AM was a five and seventeen this year. It was a dumpster fire. Five and seventeen that's been ravaged by the portal, and then they had Anthony Hill decommit. Like AM had to have DJ Hicks. They had to have DJ Hicks. This class would have been probably a disaster if DJ Hicks decommits and goes elsewhere. So I what I mean by it worked out well for him is all these other things around him happened, and I'm sure that the offer from AM was just we gotta offer this kid. We've gotta offer this kid a crazy amount of money because we've got to have our lone five star right now stick it out with us in this class. And Texas A&M got Reuben Owens late in the cycle. Anybody that has tracked Reuben Owens' recruitment knows what that recruitment has only ever been about. So, you look at A&M's class, you look at who's committed, and specifically the two headliners, it's not difficult to see what's going on there. And at a certain point, we've talked about this, at Texas A&M, there seems to be a belief that this program can just continue to spend money and spend money and spend money, and at some point they're going to buy themselves out of this hole. I'm not convinced that can happen, but that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're going to continue to try to do. Good luck. I don't think exactly. it's going to work out good for luck. you, good luck. Anthony Hill does commit to Texas last night. That means Texas has the number one quarterback, the number one linebacker, and the number one running back now. 
Uh, old Pancake Honcho himself, Samson Okanlola, commits to Miami yesterday. That's the third five-star for the Canes. What they ha- Do they have the number three overall class right now? Is that what they're up I to? I think Texas is. is, is Texas is has Texas? the number three class now. Um, but Miami is – they got one heck of a class, one heck of an offensive line class too. I heard you mention earlier Justin Flo to Arizona. That is – is that how it's trending or that's what he's announced? Justin Flo to, to Arizona. That's where things are trending right now. By the way, Doc said, looks like two more 24-7 national recruiting analysts just dropped crystal balls for Akana to the good See, guys. See, there you, you go. You don't say. Trust Inside Texas at your own risk, folks. Uh-oh, do they have a bad track record, Inside Texas? That's Ian Boyd's employer. Oh, uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, that, that, answers, that answers everything. Speaking of crystal balls, um, when I go up and down the crystal ball list on 24-7 sports, all I see are Nebraska crystal balls. Matt Rule is here, he uh-huh. is everywhere, uh-huh. and he's letting you know about it with pictures that he sends out from across the country, and Nebraska is, uh, it, it, it seems like there's about to be a flood of commitments come in for the Huskers. It would appear that way, and I know for a fact that they're in all likelihood about to land a commitment from three-star offensive lineman Mason Goldman, criminally underrated prospect, really like what he brings to the table. They got Tristan Alvano yesterday. On a full scholarship, that was the kicker that Oklahoma had been flirting with for some time, uh, but OU ended up offering a preferred walk-on spot to Reddy Mustafaraj from NEO. Uh, he accepted that, and so OU has their kicker in the 23 cycle. Uh, but yeah, Matt Rule's got it cooking a little bit. Now, none of these guys are really big-name prospects, but uh, some really strong late evals here in this class by Matt Rule and company, and so... Uh, yeah, man, like we've said it before, I think if there's a guy that can resurrect Nebraska, Matt Rule is as qualified as anybody yep. to make it happen, and it starts on the recruiting trail. He's been everywhere the last couple of weeks, as he needs to be. Brian in Tulsa says, no disrespect to Braylon Presley, but if he is Reggie Bush, then I'm Albert Einstein, and I can barely put my jeans on correctly. <laughs> uh, this one, Peyton Bowen is a liar. He's NIL-driven and lied on Twitter also lying to the Notre Dame staff for a year and screwing them right before uh, signing day. Jeez. Man, I told you the tone it changed a little bit today. But guys, don't freak out and think that it's imminent that he's about to commit or sign with Oregon oh, or anything boy. like that. Yeah, it's all no. good. Watch the kid commit to Oklahoma and house the opening kickoff in the very first game of the season next year, and all of this is forgotten. Just got under the bridge. Just got in the truck. Can we talk about the safety that is committed to Notre Dame? So uh, Ben Minich, uh, Brandon Hillman, Aiden Schuler. You want to talk about any of those guys? Uh, that's funny. Yeah, we. I mean, we've been talking about Peyton Bowen all day long. So we'll see if he takes the weekend visit to to Oregon or not. Uh, somebody asks, is Nebraska not interested in Zane Flores? No, Zane Flores isn't interested in Nebraska. Uh, that's the three star quarterback currently committed to Oklahoma State. Um, if Bowen takes the OV at Oregon, what happens to our in-home with him? Does it get canceled or pushed back? I don't know. I don't expect Peyton Bowen to end up taking that visit to Oregon. We will see what happens. We're going to touch base with Brandon Drum next segment, and we'll get his read on it. Uh, somebody did say this is all David Hicks PTSD. And that's playing into <laughs> uh, it as well. Yes, it really is. Uh, Bowen, that SOB, is on there. That's exactly, y- yes, that's what's going on here. Miami will never be good again. Culture problems. That's from Patrick. Yeah, Miami's going to be an interesting case study moving forward because this is their best recruiting class they've had in a while. 
But can you win big and consistently going heavy NIL? I mean, can you do it? It still hasn't proved to be true yet. Miami's got a long way to go after what we saw this season. So, I don't know. I, I, I think Miami will be good again at some point, but will they be good consistently? I might have a, I might have a hard time getting around that. They need better facilities, man. And I'm sure that they're probably going to get some here pretty soon, but they need, they need better facilities in the Where are they going to put them? I don't know. Like, there's not a whole lot of space to operate with no. down there. I remember Caden Helms took an official visit down there. And I remember having a phone conversation with him about his trip down there. And he was just like, yeah, they've been talking this big game about how they're going to drop a whole bunch of money and put some new facilities on campus. But I'm looking around and, like, I just I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know how real that is. What? Like, unless they want to float them in the ocean, I guess. That would be cool. Like that a, would be cool. A stadium that floats in the ocean would be sweet. Or like uh, that's something Miami would do. Or on a uh, on a converted battleship. Even even better. <laughs> We've played basketball games from battleships before, right? Some of those early season uh, neutral site games. You know why not? Why not do it? Why not do it? One more real question: Why do we keep doing the preferred walk-ons for some of these kids? Is it because we need bodies, or is it just to make the local Oklahoma residents feel good? Well, why why wouldn't you do preferred walk-ons for some of these kids that can play? You got eighty five scholarships. You got right, you like, only have eighty five scholarships, and Brett Venables wants to beef up this walk-on program, and we've seen like Drake Stoops was a former walk-on, pretty good player, right? Gavin Freeman is a walk-on, pretty good player, right? So. If you can add some players to your team who are willing to be preferred walk-ons, maybe you don't feel like they're worthy of a scholarship just yet, but you like the, you know, you liked what they could be if they developed the right way. No, I I love OU giving out preferred walk-ons. I, I think that that's great. I think that's brilliant moving forward. Um, all right, Brandon Drum of OUinsider.com is going to join us next. Is he at the uh, state championship games in Arlington? I do not know. Uh, no, I think he's at home right now. Oh, okay. Well, even better. Maybe he's watching these games like I am on Bally right now. Who knows? We'll catch up with Brandon, ask him about Peyton Bowen, and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. You know, this is the first thing I thought of when you told me that Brandon's going to be on with us today. Is like, sweet! A, uh, an excuse to play some Christmas music yes, today. Yes, Brandon's holiday theme. Ah, love it. Brandon Drum, OUinsider.com, joins us now. He gets to join us in talking about the soap opera that is the Peyton Bowen commitment. And uh, Brandon, welcome to the show, man. A lot of people on the text line freaking out about this one. Would you like to calm them down, or would you like to continue to tell them to... Uh, be concerned what, what, with this potential organ visit. Well, what if I told you all that I just got a text that said he's not going to Oregon? Hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> nice, Brandon. Very nice. Literally two seconds ago, like right when y'all had me on hold. But I got to work to confirm it, so everybody don't say I'm reporting that. I'm just saying that's the text I got from a really reliable person well, and uh, that's been helping me cover this, actually. Uh, behind the scenes so we're working to double down and confirm it and i'll obviously be doing that 
after I get off the show with you all. Yeah, so. well, if this goes any further towards helping you confirm it, Brandon, I've also received several texts from multiple other sources over the last hour or so uh, that's stated that exact same thing, that that visit to Oregon is not happening, which on, on, the, uh, on the periphery, it just didn't make a ton of sense. Right for it all doesn't, this, but money talks, bro. Then, and that is that is kind of the one great equalizer in today's era of recruiting. Yeah. But as you look at this situation and everything that Oklahoma has to offer Peyton Bowen versus what Oregon is offering, I want to ask you two things. One, are you still concerned about Notre Dame even at all? And then two, no. uh, how do you think OU stacks up against Oregon in terms of the package, not just financially but relationally, that they can offer to Peyton Bowen? Look. Here's the deal is, number one, I want to I want to clear the air. So there's people out there that think that you and I were just, uh, for a lack of better term and, and I guess, <laughs> drumming up drama on this. But we weren't. Like, literally, like, people were in literal hysteria last night and nervousness over this Oregon stuff. And we're talking about in Norman. We're talking about in South Bend. Like this, and it, it, look, I, I talked to Steve Wilfong as well. He was hearing the same stuff. He actually is the one that actually tipped me off on it to begin with. And it wasn't just people building stuff up. Like this is literally happening. Like after they did that in home with him, that thing was, oh my gosh, like everybody was nervous. So Oklahoma uh, kind of, you know, dropped their you-know-what and said, instead of Friday, we're going to come in on Saturday and make you decide between Oregon or Oklahoma. And I think that was, that that was, uh, as you, uh, can you say big sack? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We say that I at least three it, times so a go, show, hey. Brandon, so yes, that's fine. All right, that's a big sack of Venables move, I guess, if you will. Um and it looks like it's going to work out. I mean, from talking to people down in Geyer, that's what I've been getting is like, look, this the kid wants to be at Oklahoma. Like, this is very much, if yep. he had the choice right now, if he had the choice four months ago, he would have already been done with this and been in Oklahoma. But this is, there's more going on around him that is causing this thing to draw out. And it's not, it, it, you can't really blame people. And people want to say, well, that's on the parents and that's on this. Look, his parents are good people. But you can't blame them for seeing what's thrown out in front of them and not being at least enticed by it. And anybody that says they wouldn't, lies. Like, you, you do a double take when somebody throws big numbers at you like that. So it, it, it all comes down to what the kid wants to do, I think, eventually. And the, and the parents having to listen to the kid. Now, if he ends up going to Notre Dame, I don't think anybody in Oklahoma will be utterly – I mean, they'll be upset, but I don't think they'll be super upset – that that happened because he's been committed to them for a year. If he does go to Oregon eventually, I mean, <laughs> I could see everybody being pissed off because they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, here we go again, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it, I think this one's going to work out for Oklahoma. I really, truly believe this is going to work out for Oklahoma in the end. And as far as Oklahoma with NIL, I mean, yeah, they're playing the game. But I think there's got to be a line drawn in the sand the proverbial line drawn in the sand, if you will. Uh, it, it, basically, we're not going to do things that other people do. You're coming to play at Oklahoma to get developed and get long-term money, getting a good education, getting uh, off-the-field stuff with the, obviously, uh, 
all the stuff that they do off the field with Josh Norman and all that type of stuff and the soul mission. And you just, you got to look at that and go, okay, is that more important than short-term cash? Uh, and, and short-term cash that you most likely won't see, to be honest with you, because anytime you start throwing around money like that and, and numbers like that, I say that the school can just turn around because there's no contracts, right? And this, that's illegal in all this. The school can just say, well, yeah, you got it. And all that travel, there's an invoice travel. You got for three years, there's, you know, $300,000 in travel, you know, we've got $100,000 in food and clothing and, and shelter, you know, all that. Type. They can start throwing those type of numbers out at you and say, you got it. You didn't see it in green, but you got it in everyday products and your everyday living. And so there's there's loopholes, and you got to be wary about the NIL. That's why I'm not I, – I, I like it if you use it for what it's supposed to be used for. I'm uh, not a big fan for how everything else is done. Would you care to comment, Brandon, on the report that came out this morning from InsideTexas.com that the Longhorns have begun to trend upward in the recruitment of Tassili Akana? <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but um, Blair Ungolo just put in a crystal ball for him, like literally within the hour to Oklahoma. And he's the one that covers that area. He's known him since he was a high school player in Hawaii. He's very close with Brandon, uh, Coach Brandon uh, Akana, who I've known for several years as well, who still lives in Hawaii while his boy finishes out his high school career because of COVID is how all that ended up happening to begin with in Utah. So um, I'm going to trust Blair Ungolo, and I'm going to trust Steve Wiltfong, and I'm going to trust the stuff that you and I have heard on the back end right now. Uh, I'm not doubting because his sister goes to Texas that Texas is a player. I can't doubt that. That would be stupid to doubt that. But at the end of the day, Brent Venables is the lead guy on this recruitment. And anytime he goes after something like that, we saw it, um, you know, throughout the years whenever he was at Oklahoma and he was getting a lot of the top linebackers and defense alignment. Uh, if he goes after somebody, and you saw it at Clemson as well, uh, he gets them. And that's just a fact. So. Brandon Huffman uh, also I, dropped I, a crystal ball that. for Cecilia Khan about 20 minutes ago. So, yeah, we have like there two in the, in the past 30 minutes. So, it's, it's looking there you good go. there. So, I'm going to go ahead and say that's, that's, that's probably less of a thing than people really want to. Yeah. I never really bought into it, to be honest with you. Uh, Trace Ford sent out a uh, pic yesterday of his visit at OU. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a picture of a uh, pic of Gaylord family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. So, obviously, that one's real, Brandon. We've thought for a few weeks now that it is. Could that be an imminent decision by him? Do you expect this one to be wrapped up pretty quickly, or is this going to drag on for a while? I don't know. I don't think he's going to drag on for a while, but I think he's going to take his visit to USC because uh, I just feel like that would be the smart thing to do for him. Uh, and I'm not saying smart because obviously everybody wants him to go to Oklahoma. That would, I mean, that's listening to y'all. So I don't want that to be misconstrued, but. Uh, the kid never got to do or didn't do a lot of the recruiting stuff whenever he was coming out of high school. He essentially got Oklahoma State and was, bam, committed. And so um, he's gone to Auburn already. He's gone to Oklahoma. I think he's gone one other place, if I can remember correctly. And now he's going to go to USC. Uh, I think at the end of the day he's going to want to stay home. Uh, I think he's going to go to Oklahoma. 
but I think he's going to enjoy the process and, and get wined and dined and all that type of stuff because he's deserved it. Everything that kid's been through to get to where he is now, uh, more props to him. So, But I still think he ends up at Oklahoma. All right, man. Uh, someone asking on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line if uh, you like edible arrangements. Sounds like Bobby from Austin's going to send you an edible arrangement to Mustang. So <laughs> enjoy that for uh, what you dropped my when wife you first will. came on. Okay. Yeah, my wife will. I like fruits. <laughs> hey, good talking to you, man. We'll catch up soon. All right, thank you all. There you go. Brandon Drum, OUinsider.com. He said that he's hearing that – the visit's not going to happen uh, with Peyton Bowen in Oregon, which is big. And talked about Celia Kana. Wouldn't worry about that one. Two new crystal balls drop in today in favor of OU as we're just five days away until National Signing Day. We'll wrap up Locked In coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. All right, final segment of Locked In. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune inside the Brown O'Haver Studios today. Chance Fitzgerald, three-star wide receiver out of Nolansville, Tennessee, picks Virginia Tech today. So OU still looking for, if they want one, still looking for another wide receiver commit in this class. Um, It won't be Chance Fitzgerald. Maybe it'll be Micah Tease. You think OU's going to take a, a wide receiver or another wide receiver in this class before it's all said and done? No, I don't. You think it's going to be a portal guy I if don't. they add one? I think they're going to look for two portal receivers and call it good there because they're out on Micah Tease, man. Like, that's that's no longer a thing. Um, and it's weird to me. It will never be any less weird to me. That's going to be one of the great what-ifs in years to come in recruiting. Not That's not predicated on what Micah Tease does at the next level. More just going to be predicated on, man, you remember that whole saga that whole fiasco down the stretch with the kid up at Booker T that really wanted to be at OU yeah. and all of a sudden the OU staff just kind of quit on him. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. And there's circumstances there, and I I promise you that nobody knows every single detail of what's gone on between OU and Micah Tease, but it is odd that all of a sudden, uh, seemingly not much more than 24 hours ago, OU decided to back off on Micah Tease. Uh, I did see on three had their like top JUCO recruits in this class, and Kendall Dolby was the number six overall JUCO uh, commits, or JUCO player, I should say. Bama got one and two, a wide receiver and a linebacker. TCU got the number four overall player, a corner. Uh, Kendall Dolby, who's a corner, rated as a four-star, uh, number six overall JUCO player, so... Yeah, Kendall Dolby got a chance to uh, help you out here pretty quick. Yeah, Kendall Dolby's one of those guys he could come in. And it's not surprising because he's a Juco guy, right? But I'd be surprised if he doesn't come in and see some snaps right off the bat. The kid's good. Guy from Guyer, hey, what about tight end? Is Stog all we're doing? What happened at the – or what happened to the 6'7 kid? From Shorter University, is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, not a, not a whole lot happening there. I, I wouldn't completely rule out Oklahoma – Adding another tight end via the portal. I'm not saying it's a 0% chance that they don't pick up another scholarship tight end. But at this point, the need has been significantly diminished because of the addition of Austin Stogner. You know who your starter is. You know who's getting the lion's share of the snaps at tight end next year. UCLA reportedly hosted uh, DJ Uyunglele. So we'll see if uh, DJU is the... Close to being the first quarterback domino that uh, falls elsewhere. We'll, we'll see what happens to DJU. 
Oh, you has quit recruiting the 918 because they hate that Kendall, seriously says could one be listener. It. Yes, it could be it. It's something that we really have to consider. For as much as Britt Venables has talked about wanting to recruit Oklahoma commits, uh, commits or kids, you know, I, I think that we can blame Kendall for, for that one. Blowing up the text line too much about him. Finally, oh, you just said, well, we're good. Are you going to give Teddy some flack next hour for not convincing the OU staff to take Braylon Preston? I keep asking him every single day, and he's like, no, I'm not. I, he doesn't want to bug Brent Venables. I don't know what the deal is, but maybe he should have bugged him a little bit more. Depending now on how much Braylon Presley bugs Oklahoma September 16th, yeah, no then there might be some second thoughts. At least he's not going to Kansas State. Yeah, that would have been a recipe I, for disaster. I bro. couldn't stomach another uh, sub five foot eight running back going to Kansas State and dominating for three years, and I feel like that would have happened in Manhattan. No, Braylon Presley will be a focal point of the offense at Tulsa and probably have a great career there. And I hope he does have a great career there because he seems like a really good kid. He'll certainly have the opportunity to shine, man. Tulsa doesn't have many playmakers on that roster like Braylon Presley. Um. Any sort of a big recruiting visit or like just visit weekend at all for OU? Trey Harris is coming in. Uh, Marcus Strong is coming in. Three-star defensive lineman out of the state of Florida. Oh, gosh, there's one other visitor. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's another portal guy. Um, but your last weekend before signing day, you, I mean, you're not having 15 players no, in town. No, because at this point – it's too late in the game to make substantial moves on guys that you aren't already feeling very, very good about. No, you thinks they can land Marcus Strong. I would figure they'll have a good chance to do so this weekend on his official visit. So uh, that's one worth watching, certainly. You just hope that that isn't Alton Tarber all over again, right? A guy that you get late in the cycle from the state of Florida and – he gets homesick, can't really crack it at OU, and ends up in the portal after a year. So uh, I'm not necessarily saying to expect that with Marcus Strong, but what I am saying is uh, just take everything with a grain of salt this late because we've seen how many of those late cycle additions for Oklahoma in last year's class didn't end up making it. Guess the big recruiting story of the weekend. Will Peyton Bowen visit Oregon? Scuttlebutt right now is that it doesn't sound like that one's going to happen, but that's kind of your big recruiting story weekend for OU. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The rush is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.